A podcast by Cipra. Il podcast della Cipra. Le podcast della Cipra. Der Cipra podcast. Ciprim podcast. Interviews, background talks and voices from all alpine countries. Listen to this and more in the podcast of the International Commission for the Protection of the Alps. www.cipra.org forward slash podcast. Welcome to the Zipra podcast. My name is Michael Gams. In the next 20 minutes, you will hear the second part of a conversation with Serena Arduino and Bianca Elzenbaumer, the new co-presidents of Zipra International. I talked to them about Zipra's role in society and politics, how to reshape the economy in the Alps together and about Bianca's and Serena's vision for the Alps in the year 2030. both took over from Katharina Konradin, um, under whose presidency Zipra has continued to develop from an environmental organization into one of the leading organizations for sustainable development in the Alpine region. Katharina said that raising awareness is the beginning of any change. Which topics should Zipra raise awareness for in your eyes? Bianca? What I really care about and where I think there is an enormous strength in the Alps is around the commons. So this is about commonly managed and governed uh, resources. And this can be forests, it can be pastures, you know, it can be, it can be uh, waterways and so on. And I think that's really something that we could build on and where we could enhance the visibility of commons, but also strengthen them. Because when the communities get involved in managing together and deciding together what to do with the land that they are on. It actually usually moves towards more sustainable ways of engaging with that land because making profit out of it is not the primary goal. The primary goal becomes living well, sustaining the next generations. And I think there we really could push um, on it because it's something that inspires young people And, you know, although it sometimes has the thing of like, oh, that's something that the, our elders did, that's something from the past, it is very much present today. And it, it, you know, it is inspiring. And that's, I think, where I would also be really keen that we as Cipra speak to young people and that we get them involved because young people actually are our present and our future. And there, Cipra is already doing a brilliant job with the Cipra Youth Council. And I think this can really be you know, built on and, and maybe made much more present uh, that Cipra is already doing this fantastic work. And a bit like Serena, I'm really in, in this idea that with the Alps, we can create a space of inspiration for others. That the Alps is such a fantastic space where we can try different modes of sustaining livelihoods. And we have so many visitors coming through. It could almost become like a school for regenerative living, um, you know, Tourists come and they see that you can live differently, that economies can be structured differently. And, you know, and then from there, it, I see it proliferating because people come to visit us from all over the world and they can then, you know, tell about our practices in other places and really be inspired to take action. So the Alps is cool for sustainable development. Um, it's a really nice picture that you paint here. 
Serena, which topics should Tipra raise awareness for in, in your eyes? The ecosystem restoration, which most of us do without knowing that it is called ecosystem restoration. Paying attention to what is happening at European level, Europe wants to become a leader in environmental policies. I think we should support this and make sure that it's not blah, 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 but that uh, there is a walk behind the talk. And also all these processes that are happening need people. It's not just about restoring an ecosystem, but it is about restoring it with the people and also for the people. Participation is mandatory. It's not just a possibility. There is no robust restoration of ecosystems if the people are not behind it. And the same for policies. Governments could create the best policies ever, but if the people are not made aware of them and convinced that they are good, they won't collaborate. And finally, I think that very important people are the policymakers. They often, well, always, I am assuming they have good intentions, but they need our help. So if they issue a good policy, they need to be supported. If they open a consultation to improve a policy, They need to receive our contribution. So CIPRA, I believe, needs to be a part of these policy processes to improve them, disseminate them, criticize them when it is appropriate to criticize them. So we need to remember that policies are important. In some cases, they are the key because they, they lead to... Um, a good thinking environment. So that's what I think Cipra should put a lot of effort. Reshaping economy in the Alps together. That's the current focus topic of Cipra for this and next year. Which good examples for reshaping economy in the Alps um, come to your mind when you think about this topic? Well, I think actually that the Alps are already full of people who are reshaping the economy together. And I think it's very often about connecting them up and making them visible because there is lots of interest in, you know, young farmers, younger and older farmers who are doing amazing work. There is people do, being in social enterprises who, you know, work on social services in ways that are very inspiring. And where people really take up the call of saying the economy is what we make of it and they want to shape it together and where they put well-being at the core of it all. Um, so I think, you know, in every sector that you look, you find virtuous examples where people do amazing work. But very often um, in the discourse, they are still marginalized, you know, as if they would be, you know, a niche. Whereas I would be much more into a narrative of saying they are the future. That's what we need to kind of uh, follow. And I think CIPRA is doing great work on that already in sustaining them, in making them visible. And there, I think it, it's really interesting to work, you know, like, like Serena said, to work at EU level and to really connect people up and work in networks and also show on a local level that these 
economies that are being created are valuable, that they are role models to look at. Because very often, you know, some visionary baker running an amazing organic bakery somewhere, creating a network with local farmers, really seems like an oddity or, you know, like a curious uh, thing that is happening. Whereas I think if you are part of a European network, you already gain that strength of saying, well, actually, this is interesting. This is showing possibilities and paths forward. My mind is full of like interesting examples. There is, for instance, the Bürgergenossenschaft Oberfinchgau, which is a, a community cooperative. You know, they are really kind of pioneers with a new um, enterprise model where the local community is part of the co-op and they do local development in really kind of through consultations and they create businesses where local inhabitants are shareholders. This is pretty amazing because then everyone locally has a say on how they run their businesses. And so for instance, this, uh, this cooperative in South Tyrol, um, they reopened um, uh, a community milk, milk and cheese uh, production site and they make it run. And they, this allows other young farmers you know, to keep on working in their high up farms in the mountains. They are now working on opening a community hotel to think how tourism can be different. And you know, this is just one example and it's full of them in every valley you look, you find these visionary people. And I think it's important to connect them up and so that they don't feel alone. I think Cipra can very much act as a kind of beacon of hope and inspiration and, and to connect them up and to say, well, that's the, that's the way to go. I mean, it might not be the final solution, but at least, you know, it's kind of opening ways to experiment in practice if this is actually feasible. I think it's very important, like also Serena said, to move from, from theory, from text to action and to really support that because only in practice we can see what works and what really is creating the futures that we desire. Bianca mentioned some really interesting, um, good examples for reshaping economy in the Alps. Serena, which good examples for reshaping the economy in the Alpine region come to your mind when you think about this? What I see are more and more bed and breakfasts, small um, hospitality entities, small producers that do things in a very sustainable way. So this is my closest experience with the non-traditional economy in the Alps. Individuals, very small business entities that seem to do the right thing. And also I rely more and more on public transportation that takes me places without the need to use my car. So this is what I see when I experience the Alps. I don't have an, a, a broader overview of economy in the Alps, but at my small personal scale, this is what I see. And maybe because we are attracted to similar people, this is what I see more and more. This, these are the places I visit, the areas I explore, And I don't see much of, of the rest. 
So I'm very positive that uh, we are on the right way for a new economy in the Alps because I seem to see a lot of enthusiasm for smaller businesses that do the right thing. So I'm not worried. Italy just passed a new law on organic farming. This would have been impossible 10 years ago. Now we have a law that really encourages organic farming. So I see several smaller attempts to create an economy that is gentle to the environment and to the Alps. And, and I think that the change will come from several small attempts than from a big design. Zipra International is an international network, of course. Uh, we have national offices in all the Alpine countries. And how do you imagine um, the collaboration between Zipra International and the, the national Tsipras uh, for the future, um, Serena? We already are collaborating with National Tsipras. So we are a big family. All members of the family do their part. I think that more and more we need to do things together. We recently worked together on the Eurovignette. It was a good experience. I said many times during this uh, interview that I believe in the importance of policies. In the future, I would love to see that CIPRA contributes to policy debates and to public consultations, uh, consolidating the points of view of the national CIPRAs as well, so that uh, everybody is looking forward to CIPRA contribution because they know that it brings the views of different countries and different organizations working for the Alps. And also, we are already are doing projects together as a family. In the future, it would be nice to see even more projects, including several national CIPRAs, so that they are really family projects. And we have to make sure that they are all supported in their needs we have to find a way that uh, small national organizations feel empowered to do their work and they're not constrained by possibly limited resources. This is a challenge, but one that we, ha we have decided to take on. And finally, the 1 million euro or Swiss francs question, what is your vision for the Alps in the year 2030? Bianca already mentioned the Alps as school for uh, sustainable development, um, but maybe you have some more ideas on this. So what's your vision for the Alps in, yeah, it's not so far away, 2030. Yeah, I feel like 2030 is so close to the kind of vision that I have. I really would want to see like massive change. And I'm always wondering if in nine years can do it. Um, I really see it as a space where, you know, regenerative livelihood practices are being developed and are spreading, uh, where we really find ways to produce energies in ways that generates more life rather than destroying life. Um, 
that we find ways to provide housing for people in the Alps that is accessible, affordable, that you can do the visionary work without being stressed out about how you pay your rent. So I, I really see it as this kind of visionary space. Also, like one of my, my big, like kind of 40-year vision is really that we completely change the educational system in the Alps. I really, <laughs> I think, you know, if you grow up as a child in the Alps, your school should be the mountains, should be the forests, should be the rivers, the lakes. Um, so that, that you know the ecosystem, you know the people who live there, you know the land practices. And then you become an adult and you become involved in ways that, you know, that sustain, that regenerate, that take care of that space. And I, I just think, you know, as we grow up, um, we become more and more alienated from, from the Alps, from how the, how the mountains care for us, how we can care for the mountains. And I think it's, you know, in my vision, it's a, a big cultural shift that will, will take place. And then everything else, you know, will come with that. The economy will change. Education will change. It's, it's a big cultural shift that I see. Yeah, Serena, what's your vision for the Alps in the year 2030? I know it's a big question. I would really like to see the Alpine Convention being implemented. If the Alpine Convention is fully implemented, that's our vision. It's right there. Uh, we have achieved the vision. Uh, I think the Alpine Convention is uh, a wonderful tool, although perhaps a bit old in wording, but it is a wonderful tool. And it is not used to full potential. For example, uh, very few people use the judiciary system to make sure that uh, the Alps are protected and the people in the Alps do sustainable things. And um, it would be important to make sure that everybody knows about the Alpine Convention, the protocols, uh, that they are binding and that the judiciary system uses the Alpine Convention to make decisions. So why not implementing a project, for example, with lawyers and with judges to make sure that they use the Alpine Convention when they have to support a case or make a decision on a case? So my vision is for a strong, implemented and enforced Alpine Convention. And we have to be behind that because it is also thanks to CIPRA if we have an Alpine Convention. It is our core business. And I need, we have to be alert, we have to be there, we have to participate and not be frustrated if the process at that level may be slower than we wish. We have to be there and persist. Thank you very much. We heard a lot about your visions uh, for the Alps. Serena Arduino and Bianca Elzenbaumer, the new co-presidents of Zipra International. I'm really uh, looking forward to, to the next years with you. Thank you both for this interesting conversation. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thanks. Hey,
podcast by Cipra. Il podcast della Cipra. Le podcast della Cipra. Der Cipra podcast. Ciprim podcast. Interviews, background talks and voices from all alpine countries. Listen to this and more in the podcast of the International Commission for the Protection of the Alps. www.cipra.org forward slash podcast.